about the sisters lately. Then again, she'd lived in Amarillo for a year now and didn't hear hometown gossip every time she stopped to fill her car with gas or grabbed some breakfast at the Wild Coyote. She didn't hear much at all, unless her mother called to fill her in, which was quite often, actually. Right now, talk and love it revolved around the wedding of Sadie Hollowell and Vince Haven. It seemed the small town had its collective panties in a bunch because the couple had chosen to have the wedding at the J.H. Ranch, named after Sadie's late father, Clive Hollowell, with only close friends and relatives in attendance. There were a lot of people in town who thought Sadie owed them a big doings, simply because the Hollowells had settled in the panhandle when Lovett had been nothing more than a stage stop and general store. The ranch was a deeply embedded part of Texas history, almost as much as the Alamo to the south, but without the revolution, or siege, or James Bowie. Secretly, Becca wished the wedding was going to be a big doings, too. Not because she thought Sadie owed her anything, but she was styling the bridal hair. A big wedding would have been a great way for people to see her work. Becca stopped at a red light in the middle of town and touched up her pink lip gloss. After one quick stop to fetch the latest photos Daisy had left for her, Becca was heading to the J.H. and a final meeting with Sadie before the ceremony next Saturday. Sadie was more than Becca's latest bride client. She was engaged to Becca's good friend, Vince Haven, and had become Becca's friend, too. So much so that Sadie had not only hired Becca to do her wedding hair, she'd included Becca in some of the planning. She'd sought her advice on flowers and the arbor and the maid of honor dress. Vince had been no help at all. His favorite colors were brown and dark brown, and talk of flowers made him fold his arms over his big chest and scowl. Sadie's sister Stella wasn't much help either. Stella was busy with her own life and her own fiancé, and frankly, Stella wasn't a Texan. Like Vince, she didn't understand that a simple wedding was never simple, and Stella's taste ran more toward leather and combat boots than toward lace and satin pumps. Bless her heart. The light turned green and Becca took off. She changed lanes in front of an old pickup truck that moved too slow. She didn't have time for slow. She had a client list to build, money to make, and a bride waiting to see the latest updo photos Daisy had taken for her portfolio. It was a good thing Sadie had enlisted Becca's help, because even though Becca would never say it out loud, Sadie wasn't very good at special occasion planning, and neither was the local event planner she'd hired. Vince's sister Autumn was a wedding planner, but Autumn lived in Seattle and could do little but offer advice from 1,700 miles away. Becca slowed and turned her car into parish American classics. The auto restoration business was closed, and she put the beetle in a slot near the front doors. Daisy and her family were boating at Lake Meredith for the weekend, but Daisy had volunteered to leave the portfolio in the mailbox at her husband's business. The afternoon sun glinted off the lenses of Becca's sunglasses as she got out of the car and spotted the big mailbox nailed near the front doors. Most of the wedding guests were Sadie's relatives and Vince's military buddies. Becca had briefly met two of those buddies, twin brothers Blake and Bo Younger. The brothers were big and kind of scary and so identical it was freaky. The sounds of vehicles passing on the street and the distant stream of hard rock music filled Becca's ears as she stuck her hand inside the mailbox. She didn't feel anything and rose onto the toes of her T-strap wedges and looked inside. It was empty. So she tried the front doors of the business. They rattled, but didn't open. She knocked and yelled hello a few times, then followed the sound of the heavy metal music around the side of the building. 
The wooden heels of her crocheted sandals tapped across the concrete. She'd paid 70 bucks for the shoes, a big splurge for a girl on a tight budget, but she just hadn't been able to resist the color, scarlet tango. Her last boyfriend liked to say that women who wore red didn't wear panties, but Toby Ray had said a lot of things like they were facts instead of something he'd made up in his own dumb head. No one had ever confused Toby Ray for a deep thinker. But then again, no girl dated that boy for his mind. Bless his heart. Becca's shadow followed her as she rounded the building, and the warm June breeze ruffled the bottom of her white and red sundress. The slight wind tossed a few strands of her medium blonde hair, brightened with perfectly placed level nine highlights. The heavy drumbeat and screeching vocals assaulted her ears, and from behind the lenses of her sunglasses, her gaze landed on a gleaming red convertible, parked at an angle behind the garage. Tiny bursts of sunlight glistened in the cherry-colored panel.